I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan, and this is Phil Stargell. Saying good morning to all of you people out in Michigan and a particular good morning to Bruce. Bruce Flurry is off of assignment this morning and <laughs> on the case. Thanks for showing up and thanks for your efforts this morning, Bruce. Well, thank you, Phil. Uh, thank you, Derek, uh, for uh, manning the uh, controls this morning, as always, doing a masterful job. I hope everybody had a, a very Happy and, and safe Independence Day. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's it's why we why we're here today is is because of uh, the, our status as a uh, as a free nation, an exceptional nation, uh, like no other nation on the face of God's green earth. Uh, Phil, uh, I have to I have to give myself a couple of lashes with a wet noodle because I misspoke myself toward the end of the broadcast last week. <laughs> so yeah. what I want to do is clear something up. Now, we were speaking about the uh, number, of, we were speaking about the, the abortion issue uh, towards the end of the program, and I mentioned that uh, uh, I gave an inaccurate uh, figure on the number of uh, abortions that are, uh, are performed every year due to rape and incest. So what I want to do is go right to my book, The uh, Negro Project, Margaret Sanger's Diabolical, Duplicitous, Dangerous, Disastrous, and Deadly pro- uh, Plant for Black America, and, uh, and uh, go to page 164 and 165, and I'll read it down here in black and white. Among the responses the Allen Guttmacher Institute received uh, to the survey in 2005 that they conducted uh, about this very issue. Uh, they clearly showed that abortions were not always a matter of medical necessity. This is what the Institute found. 74% of women replied that having a baby would interfere with work, school, or other responsibilities. 71% said they could not afford to have a child. 48% said they did not want to be a single parent or had relationship problems with their husband or partner. And 2% said that they become pregnant as a result of rape or incest. Now, unfortunately, I had gotten that figure turned around. I wanted to clear that up. But on the other hand, Phil, that led me to uh, do a little bit of additional research and see if the numbers had changed any since the Gunmacher Institute's 2005 survey. And this is what I found. And this is very revealing here. Uh, Live Action, that's uh, David DeLayden's group, and... uh, has found uh, that there are only 16 states in the United States, Phil, that require a breakdown of percentages of, uh, of, of the reasons why women have abortions. And eight of the uh, 16 states, for example, I won't go through the list, it's a little bit voluminous here, 
But you take uh, the state of Florida, for example, in 2017, rape or incest accounted for 1% of abortions performed in that state. In, uh, oh, in Utah in 2016, a majority of abortions found that uh, only just under 2% were uh, from physical health of the mother or the baby. Now, how they can figure the physical health of the baby uh, yeah. when, they go, when they talk about abortion, because we know what happens to the physical health of the baby in 99.99999% of the cases, right? The baby is killed. Exactly. So I wanted to, I wanted to clear that up a little bit um, because it's very important that we give out correct information on these numbers, uh, considering, uh, Phil, that last year, uh, and I was talking to a neighbor lady about this. We were talking about Planned Parenthood the other day. Uh, she got some fundraising thing from them, and she just crumpled it up and threw it in the circular file, which is where all this stuff belongs anyway. But I pointed out to her that last year, Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood alone, alone performed 345,000-plus abortions in their own so-called clinics. And wow. when you have a 1% or 2% of them... In fact, I believe uh, only 32,000 uh, pregnancies occurred in the entire year of 2019 due to rape or incest. And 80% of the women who have had these abortions have regretted their decisions. They, they decided they felt it was the wrong thing to do because most of them will keep their babies, Phil, yeah. either raise them themselves or will put them up for adoption. And that's a great sign. You know, it really is. It, I, I think we're headed in the right direction in that case. It's good. It's good to know that. At least. And, and uh, in my estimation, that is the biggest impediment to uh, getting information that that is helpful to these women to help them if they yeah. are uh, not quite sure about doing what they're doing is that secrecy thing, that privacy thing that the uh, Planned Parenthood is so much about. They want to tell you that, uh, that that is the most important reason for being able to have an abortion, that it should be just between the, the, the doctor, the mother, and their God. Okay? Yeah. But that shuts them they, off from yeah. relatives and friends that would mm -hmm. help them make that decision and, and make a decision that they can live comfortably with the rest yeah. of their life. Because oh. if nothing is nothing is more comforting than to see a, a, a child go from one day old mm -hmm. to fifty. Yeah. Believe me, I've I've got I've got quite a few of them. Yeah, living proof. That's and that's great. That's that's wonderful. But then you know, Phil. Also, what's really disturbing is that to find out if you took a breakdown of of male versus female as to who's pro, who's more pro life and more pro abortion, it's not. It's it's the man who's more more pro abortion, and it's within the man's interest, yes, you know, exactly. to uh, right. to go out there and sow his wild oats, and especially in this type of environment where where the black man has been taken out of the family, uh, something that Black Lives Matter wants to champion and perpetuate across yes. the entire and, spectrum. And, and, and increase the numbers yeah. of uh, yeah. fathers out of the home. I increase the number of abortions, too. Exactly. As if 43% is not enough, what, okay. what do they want? 50, 60, 70%? 
the black demographic is already on the decline. And as you pointed out last week, Phil, no civilization has ever recovered from a, uh, you know, from a low uh, replacement level birth rate. And as I pointed out in the book many times, and I pointed out subsequent many times to the publishing of the book, right now, the replacement level in the black community, the live birth per female uh, rate in the black community is less than three quarters of 1% wow. of one live birth. Okay, yeah. now we've talked about the, the New York, New York City, more, more black babies are, are aborted than are born. Yeah, um, over fifty percent, over fifty percent, or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and in Detroit, it's not that much different. No, yeah, you cannot, you cannot increase your political or economic power and influence unless your numbers are 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 sufficiently rising. And, and those numbers, is, are, you know, when we talk about the nuclear family, yeah. those numbers are directly related to the the actions and the and the provisions that are put into our laws, our civil laws, especially yeah. the civil right. rights laws by yeah. the Democrat Party. And they take full uh, credit for it. And they, yeah. and they never fail to mention that it was them that passed the civil rights laws and, and, and the, and the, uh, uh, the anti-poverty laws which, it, you know, uh, did so much to make the nuclear family a, a, a nuclear bomb in terms of uh, how devastated it, it is after those laws of the 60s. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, before those uh, laws were passed, there was a higher incidence of full family participation, man, I mean, husband, wife, and children in the black community than the uh, larger surrounding communities, the white community and Hispanics and everything else. And, and, and you know, I, and, and, and I think there's a, uh, there's a real basic reason for that. And that was because of the legacy of slavery and where yeah. families were broken up by, you know, by Southern plantation owners who were Democrats Yes, um, and so once they once the slaves were emancipated, they these newly freed Americans got together and they decided, maybe not formally, but they realized how important it was that their families stay together. Yeah, in order to preserve their bloodlines, in order to 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 give their to give their 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 family name a future, um, you know, uh, going forward. And so I think it was a lot more. Uh, important to them that they have the families remain intact because they had been torn apart for you know 200 years or, or prior to the uh, to the uh, you know to the issuance of the uh, the ratification of the 13th 14th and 15th amendments so I don't well, know if I, I don't know if, I, 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 I think I might be on to something maybe I am maybe not but that's the way I look at it yeah yeah well we're gonna hold on here for just a second and we're gonna go to the phones and talk with Joe from Wyandotte. Good morning, Joe. Joe, good, good morning. morning, gentlemen. Love you, brothers. How you doing? Well, doing great. Love you. Love you back, man. Love you back. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, thankfully, no technical difficulties on this show. Poor Ed couldn't be on his own show for half of his show. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Sounds like Ed's right there with you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say that uh, one thing. Uh, Margaret Sanger, like you're pointing out, must be really proud of these Black Lives Matter leader morons. I mean... Oh, How yeah. can someone be so self-loathing and hate their own people to want to adopt policies that destroy their own people? Or are they just useful idiots collecting the checks like, you know, Al Sharpton and Reverend Jackson, Jackson okay. do for race hustling, race pimps, you know, constantly stirring up racist bull and enriching themselves? Uh-huh. Yeah, I you know, I I deal with that in some of my uh in some of my writings. Uh the yeah. you know, all of these laws that were passed were passed through the edict of the Democrat Party. All of those, these laws that we're living in, and they take full credit for them, but they need to be broken down and 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 analyzed and and uh and 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 show just how far they have gone to the socialist communist side and today look it's almost normal we we have allowed uh, th these people to take over our colleges and our high schools and our schools and indoctrinate our children from a very early age and uh and all of the 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 principles that you see i i've, I've written about it i've told people that uh like on martin luther king's birthday you go out and you look at all of these schools, and it's on the news every night. These schools got their kids walking out of the school, marching up and down the street, protesting. What the heck are they protesting for? And so now you see that that, that culture has grown up, and these kids are out there looking for a cause. And anything that sounds of the least bit unfair, because that's all they've been taught in their schools is it's unfair that the teachers don't get a raise and in regardless of the fact that they haven't produced a a a a, a good result from their graduating class in in years right and yet still they're constantly getting raises and uh, and 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 it's never been said uh, better than once somebody asked about uh what what about the kids not you know, living up to good grades and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of the, one of the leaders of the union said, "They're they're not uh, a part of the teachers' union." So yeah, yeah so, that was Albert. That was Albert Shanker. That yeah. was Albert Shanker, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So now, well, I'm glad you brought up the schools because I mean. Betsy DeVos finally seems to be getting something right, and I don't understand why Republicans aren't on TV every week, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, peddling the issue of school choice, because yeah. Democrats want to keep kids, poor kids, whether black or white, but mainly black kids in the urban centers trapped in these failing public schools, and you're right, these teachers are just... Nowhere do you get to have a job and fail in your job more and more every year, get to keep your job, let alone right. get a pay raise. 
Yeah. So you know, while we got this politics, <laughs> that's the issue so, that will sway enough black vote to matter. They are yeah. surveys show they are overwhelmingly for school choice, so they can right. get their kids out out of these failing schools into schools yeah. of their choice, not necessarily even charters, and our side fails to talk about it. Yeah, yeah and, and that's that's exactly right, Joe. While while we got them out, we shouldn't allow them back in as long as they're going to go back into the <laughs> conditions that they were in. Amen. They're getting you smarter know. being at home. Even if their parents don't homeschool them, they're getting smarter yeah. just by watching the History Channel. Than yeah, being and in that's school. proven. <laughs> uh, that's well. proven how many times have people said, the older I get, the smarter my old man gets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, take care, my brothers. Again, I love you, and uh, I'll chat uh, with you later. All right. Thank you, thank you, Joe. And what I was going to say before Joe got off the air uh, is that uh, Larry Elder pointed out the other night that there are three high schools in the city of Baltimore where there's not a single student can read, write, or perform, uh, you know, mathematical, uh, you know, Compute to uh, grade level, right? In, entire school, not yeah. one, not okay. one. And 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 they're and they're screaming about not getting enough money. We need enough money. No, what you need is you need to get rid of all this this bilge, this this uh, academic nonsense. It's not even academic anymore. All yeah. it is is just propaganda. And you need to start getting back into teaching the basics, you know, reta retaining that knowledge, you know, so that you can actually progress legitimately through the system, graduate, and get out into the real world. Uh, what we have now is just, it's a cesspool, just like uh, just like Joe points out. And yes. thanks very much for that, Joe. Well, let's, uh, let's get another wise uh, caller, and uh, we're going to go to line two and go to Milt. Good morning, Milt. Good morning, Milt. Good morning, Phil and Bruce. Uh, greetings to both of you all this morning. I'm going to be kind of brief here. But I'm going to put Thank out you. a rhetorical question, which I think everybody needs to take heed of. And that is, how much stupidity can you receive and consume before you become stupid? You know, <laughs> when we look at these Democrats, particularly wretched, wretched, this fascist governor that we have, and, uh, and their cohorts, they win by thinking that we are stupid, that we don't mm -hmm. have the sense to know what they're doing and what their plot and plan is. For instance, the NFL is then talking about playing a so-called black or Negro national anthem, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to be stupid not to know that you can't have a national anthem without a nation. You can have an anthem without a national anthem. That's here right. Here the NFL is talking about a national anthem to go and compete with our national anthem. I think it's an insult and a disgrace that anybody go to one of them games or decide to go to a game should boycott it, and if they play it, get up and walk out. They want us to take to the national anthem, but stand up for an anthem that is not a national anthem. And I'm saying this, it's a disgrace to this country, and we should not accept it. They think we're stupid. The same way uh, uh, Gretchen Wretched you know is doing with this here fascism on steroids. Here she comes again with this mass charade, you're saying turning people into masketeers unconstitutionally, and they want to do anything they can to to uh, stop Trump and crash this economy. 
I don't yes, know if you all remember right. that. In Iran, there was a guy named Ahmadinejad. And he said, and I paraphrase, that they didn't mind losing millions of people. I think he said around 30 million people of Iranians if it was necessary to get rid of the Jews. The Democrats have the same political agenda. They don't mind hurting, harming, or destroying whatever has to happen. You're saying as long as they can get rid of Trump, because Trump is the only thing between us and uncivilization. This insurrection that's going on, they think that we're stupid, that we don't know that if the coronavirus is such a toxicity, how is it that the insurrectionists, the thugs, the anarchists, they can't spread it? But anybody going to a Trump rally can spread it. That's stupidity. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and, yeah. and what, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if we stand on the sideline and let these anarchists and these insurrectionists win, look what you're in store for. And see, Joe Biden is not the problem. He, I mean, we know he's a lunatic. The problem is the people who support that lunatic. You understand? That's the problem. And we need to understand this. When you have the NFL catering to some, somebody who's talking about the black lives matter, all lives matter if you believe in God. Because if God created all of us, then all lives matter. And I really am disgusted with a lot of white people who take on the guilt of racism, and they're not a racist. And then still they let these people call them a racist, and they feel that they can't speak out because of that. I said this to you all. Uh, uh, they, they used to say better red than dead. You better be a racist and be alive than to be uh, dead and not I'd be one. Because I'm telling you, if racism don't hurt you if they can't harm you. I don't care about a person being a racist. I want them to get out of my way and leave me alone. So I'm saying to Americans everywhere this morning, Phil and Bruce, we must not be stupid and stuck on stupid. If they play a national anthem before the our anthem, we need to walk out, ask for your money back. We need to uh, come together come together and try well, to ask politicians uh -huh. and anybody we can to take on this wretched, wretched, this fascist uh, on steroids. Because what yeah. she is doing now is trying to reintroduce tyranny into this, to this state. And we're going to lose yeah. if we don't take her on. And we need to boycott it because I'm telling you, if a store won't let you come in as a free American constitutionally, you need to boycott them. So uh, this morning right. I'm saying to everybody out there within the range of my voice, the mass charade should be over because that's what it is. And the Democrat Party don't mind how many people they kill, how many people they harm, you understand, directly or indirectly, as long as they get rid of Trump, because Trump stands in the way of these people taking over this country. And if you think that they won't do what they're doing, if they got elected, it'll be even worse. So this oh, morning yeah. I just want to say that to you all, don't be afraid, because fear is what they use. Fear, stupidity. And send an intimidation. And if you're afraid to fight, you're going to lose. So this okay, morning, I want to say to everybody, I, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just, uh, I thought you were through. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm through, Phil. I think that's enough out there for people to understand, to, uh, understand where I'm coming from and where they need to come from. We need to put on the whole armor. And, and these blue state fascists, that's what it is. When they tell you you can't go to church and sing and you can't chant, what are they talking about? They're telling you that they're going to do what the Romans couldn't do, what the Muslims couldn't do, and that is destroy Christianity. And if we sit on the sidelines, you know, afraid, 
and and fearful and don't take them on, I'm not wearing a mask. Like I said before, I'm going to test them. They say you're going to be fine. I'm going to test them out and find out because I don't think there's enough jail space to let uh, to put everybody in jail. You must fight and resist. God bless oh, America. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil. Okay, we are right. coming, uh, getting close to the break, and okay. I wanted to get uh, uh, one word in uh, about... Uh, but thanks a lot so much for your call, Milt. Mm -hmm. Appreciate okay. you taking the time oh, to get up with you. All, All right. right. Thank you, both of y'all. And look, this is a fight to the finish. We don't have a second choice. This is binary, okay? Trump all the way. Yes, sir. God I'm with you 100%. All right. You can hear by the music. That, hey, uh, you know, we're coming up on a break. And if you uh, just be patient with us, and we'll be right back after these messages. All of those folks on the line, hold on, and uh, we'll be right back after a few messages. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And we are back, and we're going to go right to the lines and pick up Tim on line one. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How's it going? Hi, Tim. How are you? Well, well if, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's a mixed feeling with me. I mean, I am never been more worried about an election than I am with this one coming up. Yeah. Well, I am I am in mourning for our United States Constitution. People yeah. don't really realize it yet, but it suffered a mortal wound on Monday with the electoral college decision. Yeah. All all nine judges of the Supreme Court got it wrong. Mm. Uh if you've had a chance to go through my book, you would understand exactly how they've gotten yeah. it wrong. Their decision the uh, Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution binds all judges in the country to the Constitution and federal law. Title Three of the United States Code covers every aspect of the Electoral College process. Their decision does not mention Title Three of the United States Code at all. Now, the uh -huh. seven justices came up with the decision, and Thomas and Gorsuch wrote their own opinions. They disagreed with the reasoning of the other seven, but they agreed that states have this power. Okay? The seven redefined, here's where the death of the Constitution is. They redefined the word manner and appoint for the Article 2, Section 1, States uh, get to choose the manner of how they appoint their electors. The word manner also appears in Article 1, where it says, Article 1, Section 4, states can prescribe the manner of how we elect the representatives and senators. So if you apply the new definition of the word manner to the Article 1 side, because words should mean the same thing throughout the Constitution, but apparently now they don't, the manner would allow one of two things to happen. It would either allow the states to tell us electors, us voters, 
how we must vote for representatives and senators, or it would allow the states to tell the representatives and senators how they must vote in Congress. Or the word manner has two different definitions within the same document, which is going to render meaningless every word. Yes. When, when now, if, uh, just think about this. And, okay, the, uh, the other word they redefined was appoint. The appointment power now includes the power to remove. So the states can appoint the electors, but then at the meeting, if they don't like how they voted, they can remove them. The word shall, the word shall appoint appear one other time in the Constitution. <clears throat> that is, the president shall appoint judges to the Supreme Court. So if we yeah. apply the appointment definition they made for the electors, yeah. To the president, he should be he should be able to appoint and remove judges if he doesn't like how they rule. Yes, and it, just think about this: this is the next one that's going to kill us. That the decision that they made, I believe, is laying the pathway for the national popular vote compact. But imagine yeah. the the word people shows up many times in the Constitution. The people have a right mm -hmm. to bear arms. The people have a right to peaceably assemble. The people have a right to be secure in their persons, places, and homes. Imagine yeah. if they redefine the word people, depending on where it shows up in the Constitution. Yeah, your, you know, this has been a gone. troubling thing. Uh, we've, uh, we've had a, uh, a, uh, a lot of judges that have been appointed that, that, uh, that have this opinion that the people have a right to vote the, uh, to change the Constitution, uh, you know, by their vote. And uh, I have never agreed with that because uh, we see that uh, this has been a, a, a common thing with uh, Judge Roberts. He's, he's, he's taken his, uh, his uh, opportunity to, to make changes in in words and 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 things like that, but but he's reluctant to change what is a law. Like you know, he believes in this settled law concept. So you know, it's, it's, so it's it's really confusing how this guy is uh, is is operating, except to say that that uh, you know he's a. Uh, He's a he's a conundrum to me. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and, I don't, I don't get it what's either. Going on. Uh, hopefully, I might be able to get into it later. I'll be on uh, Joyce's show uh, for an interview, so hopefully, we can get into that. Uh, <laughs> what blows me away is that the the decisions, the mm -hmm. Thomas and Gorsuch, absolutely destroyed the seven judge, other seven judges' opinion. Uh, because they talk about <clears throat> Thomas and Gorsuch's opinion describes how they changed the definition of these two words. Now, Thomas yeah. and Gorsuch said that the states have this power under Tenth Amendment. Now, get this. Under the Tenth Amendment, the powers not granted to the federal government are reserved to the states and to the people. Okay, the Twelfth yeah. Amendment came along after the Tenth Amendment, correct? The Twelfth yeah. Amendment was ratified by the very state legislatures 
at that time by state legislatures after the Tenth Amendment's existence. So in the Twelfth Amendment, it gave two entities the ability to elect the president, electors and mm. Congress. If electors don't give two hundred, you know, more than half of the votes to one person, it goes to Congress. So the state legislatures approved the Twelfth Amendment after the Tenth Amendment, giving power to electors. And now the Supreme Court just gave it back, gave power back to which they never even had in the first place. So they they yeah. put in in the state legislatures' hands. The ability to force a free American elector, that's you and I, they get to tell us how we must vote. Wow. Hey, dude, we're, we're done. Well, see, Our Constitution is yeah. dead. Well, that's why it's so dangerous, uh, Tim, uh, to, have these, uh, to have these judges, uh, nine men in, uh, in black, as in, uh, in uh, events. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, basically... Uh, legislating from the bench, uh, changing definitions of words. Look what they did uh, with the uh, with the uh, decision about uh, you know, transgender uh, yeah. tra- transgender transgender people had now having uh, now having uh, the special rights based the special rights on, based on, on a law that was written thirty sense. years ago when they weren't even considered. All right, I, yeah, uh, yeah, they, exactly. instead of telling Congress you need to change this law to accommodate transgenders, uh-huh. they just changed the law themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an old hat thing, you know, it, it's becoming law. the norm. Yeah. Well, Tim, I'm sorry I didn't I didn't get in touch with you about getting the book. I did send you a text, but unfortunately, it didn't uh, didn't go through. So I'm going to be uh, getting in touch with you after the broadcast. So I haven't forgotten about you. I'm looking forward to getting that book and reading it. And, and do you? Uh, it, so, it sounds like a dynamite blown, piece of work, and I, I thank you for thinking of me. And we need to... If we could set up a time when you could come on and spend a little time with us. You yeah, you, exactly. you tell me when, I'll give you an hour, two hours, two two weeks in a row. <laughs> I can talk about this for, yeah, you, you can well, probably we, obviously we're tell. We're working on hour, my friend. We're working on it. <laughs> you, okay. you take we care will, of yourself. Have a great we, weekend, my friend. Thanks for calling. We should be in touch. So we are going to go to line number one, and guess what? We got... Put on your seatbelts, folks. It's Walter. <laughs> Good morning, Here's Walter. Here's Walter. That's right. I'm black and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought you were mad at us a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, man. If I get mad at you guys, you know that's got to be, uh, I'm, I've converted over oh. to a demon motocrat, Democrat. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, what's on your mind, my friend? What's on your mind? Well, let's talk about Uncle Joe. <laughs> Uncle Joe, he's a moving kind of slow. <laughs> They've been showing that that uh, Pentagon Junction on TV. Uh, they bring back all those old movies, those old sitcoms from year, yesteryears, and yeah, that's Uncle Joe. He's moving kind of slow at the junction. Slow Joe Biden, who can, who can yeah. get yeah. without question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden, uh, buckle up. You talk about buckle up. You have to buckle up on this one. Um, it's not X-rated, but it's it's not, you know, profanity, anything else, other the comments I'm about to make. First of all, I want to ask you guys this question about Uncle Joe. Have you guys seen uh, these videos of this guy touching on touching women around the waist, grabbing other people's which wives one? and touching what? Uh, young, which teenage, one? young teenage girls around the shoulders? Yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah. Lord, happy I got a bad connection there. Well, there's a whole bunch of those videos out there, Joe. You can take, or, uh, uh, Walter, you can take your pick. Okay, this is, I was telling Derek, and by the way, he made a mistake and called me Joe, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I corrected myself. <laughs> that was, that was, and he corrected himself just as quick. That was so hilarious. But anyway, Joe Biden, here come. He's so despicable. Yeah. If this man had a chance, you have sex with your young daughters and your wife behind your back. As this is what we're stuck with, that the Democrats hate Donald Trump and us and our country so much they're willing to be stuck with a pervert. Yeah. That's right. I call him a pervert, Joe Biden. Yep. Hey, I have to, to agree way, with you. Gotta, Anytime you anybody's always, they called him hands, Biden, at one time. You know, because he had Roman hands and Russian fingers, you know. <laughs> and that wasn't being just being nice and cozy and nice and friendly. That's just, that's him. But it's amazing. This is what they're stuck with. But uh, yeah, the main point uh, on um, the mask, you know, there was a Polish killing. There's a difference in murder and killing. And we know the Democrats and all the news media, the corrupt ones, want the word murder. Yeah. Over the killing. That's a different translation. Even you, you can check that out in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not murder. That's the original translation of that. But this was police yeah. justified killing in Detroit yesterday. Did you guys see the video on the on the news? Oh, I saw. I saw the. I saw it. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, Walter, uh, it was disgraceful because all the the stuff that came out before any facts or evidence were were, were presented by the uh, by the police chief. This guy, the, they said that the guy was shot 15 times, that he was unarmed. That was a lie. And if that had been allowed to persist, Walter, we could have had a real, real, real serious uh, uh, confrontation. And do you know some of those idiots in total denial, they still stayed out there protesting even after the fact? So and they got Sam Riddle there at the head of the line. That, that's egg on the face again. Answering the matter before yeah. you get the facts. Even Proverbs uh -huh. talk, talks about that. I want people to look it yeah. up in Proverbs 18, verse 13. Uh, but those people, I heard that scam, skittle, uh, riddle, diddle, skittle, fiddle, faddle, fiddle, Sam Riddle <laughs> was out there. <laughs> so that's, right. That, that's right, scam, skittle. We call him scam, skittle. Scam, skittle, there we go. If scam, skittle was in heaven, you know what? Temporarily, he'll have a, he'll have a flashlight. And he'd be going around looking under every bush for a racist demon, even though the demons don't exist no more, because he didn't have yeah. it. It's perfect. But he don't know if this guy, if the racial problems was healed with these protesters, these hell raisers out there, them devil praisers, and I ain't buying this mess about peaceful protesters no more, because they are hypocrites. They need to be in Chicago, police in the streets of Chicago, and stopping some of those Negroes from killing each other in Chicago. But if there was, the problem was solved. And by the way, let's back up a little bit. Under George W. Bush, we didn't hear much about this nonsense. Barack Obama started all this foolishness. We are living in a ghost of Barack Obama past with all this racial stuff. Great. And we didn't, he took us back over 40 years. Even his inauguration felt like, an, uh, felt like a civil rights movement with that crooked pastor he had with them fake prayers or his Reverend Rowley, whatever his name was. He talked about everybody in a positive way other than whites in his prayer that he practiced at home in front of the mirror. 
And uh, his, yeah. his inauguration was so terrible. It shows how racist it was. Mm-hmm. With, uh, he, had his, he had his boy uh, backstabbing John Roberts, swearing him in. And boy, did they, they, they stumble that guy. I guess God was, in, God was trying to intervene in our life and show us that we had two crooks together, John Roberts and, and uh, Barack yes. Hussein Osama, Ali, Rashid Obama. But uh, if yeah. the racial problems were healed in this country, you know these people would dig up a racist problem, racial problem. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They, they, the grievance, the grievance mob wouldn't allow it. Oh, Walter, we are coming up on the uh, Edwards Notebook, and uh, I want to make sure that we get get in on cue. So thanks so much for your call, and uh, we will call us some uh, next week, and we'll uh, we'll go over a few other things. We're going to uh, note. Uh, Edward's Notebook, and uh, we'll be right back after the Edward's Notebook. The time has come for the teaching of original identity. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edward's Notebook, we all know that God created man and formed woman. God also created people of different looks and skin tones. We the people had nothing to do with how God created us. On the other hand, God gave us the ability to choose between right and wrong, how to live, etc. So when the creators of the homosexual pride rainbow flag decided to redesign their flag and add black and brown people to their choice-based struggle, as an American who happens to be brown-skinned, I am asking those choosing their unnatural lifestyle to not include black and brown people in their effort to force their unnatural lifestyle down the throat of American society. Our Constitution recognizes our inalienable rights, all of which come from God. Since God originally identified us as either man or woman, please refrain from using black and brown people to legitimize your chosen unoriginal identity. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Several years ago, I declared on a page from the Edwards Notebook that the number one enemy of the United States is the government school system. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When you see young Black Lives Matter activists spewing hatred and working with their allies in the National Education Association, Islamic activists, Anti-Defamation League members, and also working in concert to bring about the destruction of all indoctrinated graduates of the one-size-fits-all leftist government school system. Al Sharpton is their big spokesman extortionist reaching out to corporate giants like Coca-Cola and others demanding big heap of money payoffs for reparations and affirmative and affirmations for unnatural sexual practitioners. Also, their undoctrinated allies in both government and the medical industry are trying to convince misguided Americans to wear masks indefinitely and be willing to accept the harmful of vaccines that they're preparing to bring forth later this year, despite the fact that there are literally cures for Corona China virus being brought forth, which I will discuss on an upcoming page from the Edwards Notebook. I'm... Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Oh, and thanks thanks again for 
uh, Ron over those uh, those uh, commenta- commentaries, and we uh, just love the way that uh, Ron Edwards is able to get right to them. He did a heart in a manner. I don't know how he does it, Phil. Uh, I really, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Um, we uh, before we uh, we go on, I I, I just wanted to, uh, to to push one thing about you know it's it's got you know, people look forward to going to the Supreme Court. And man, I'm telling you, this this Supreme Court is uh is getting to be a like a roller coaster ride. I'm afraid to get, I'm afraid to get on it, man. You know, it is wild uh, with what is going on with this Supreme Court. Sure and, is. And it's always you, know, you ever notice that uh, far, as far back as your memory can take you, Democrats vote as Democrats. Uh, they very rarely get out of their skin, do they? Uh huh. And uh, the Republicans, I mean, we go through all kind of rigmarole to get them elected, and when you get in there, it's it's really a roller coaster ride. You never know how they're gonna sure they're gonna make a ruling on some of this stuff. I have to say, Clarence Thomas uh, has been uh, has been a, a steady rock. We uh, we uh, we got an idea where he's going, and and. Uh, and I, I appreciate his uh, his tenure on the on the on the Supreme Court. Okay, we are going to go. Huh? Go ahead. So it's too bad we can't clone him. <laughs> oh, you know it. And 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 reserve some seats for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to go to line number three in uh, Gary from Hazel Park. Good morning, Gary. Morning, Gary. Hey, Phil. Hey, Bruce. Hey, um, I want to raise the alarm. We are at a DEFCON 5 when it comes to the cultural war. They are coming at us from every direction. And the prospect of a uh, Biden presidency with his AOC, Bernie Sanders, fascist, Marxist agenda that uh, destroys our borders and uh, ruins our economic system and, and destroys our uh, engine of uh, fuel and energy in the country and our health care system will be destroyed, and the law, they'll open the prisons. We are uh, looking at a total destruction of our civilization. It might not happen in a day or a week or a month, but if these people get in power and they're able to instigate or institute their policies, this country will fold like a sack of potatoes, if that's an yeah. allergy at all, allegory yeah. at all. But um, I'm telling you, if we let this clown boy get to be president of the United States, we are in some serious deep kimchi, and we have to resist. We have to fight him, and if we don't, then it's on us, and we deserve everything we get. Well, Gary, right. all you have to do is look back at why they, they are doing what they're doing. Trump had this economy rolling along, and I believe Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats colluded with the Chinese to put this coronavirus in there because they knew that they couldn't get him with impeachment. They couldn't get him with saying that he was a traitor. And if if I was President Trump, the next time one of those Democrats called me a a, a traitor or or, or, or I was in the, in the pocket of Putin, I'd send my thugs over and work him over. And and let's turn this into. Uh, let's turn this into Russia because that's what they plan on doing. And uh, I, you know, uh, Joe Stalin, he he had the remedy for for uh, people that didn't uh, believe in in his policies. So this is what the the Democrats have in store for us. I would say this here: let's let's get them before they get us. 
I'm telling you, I've never seen nothing like it. What they, what, they, yeah. what these people are capable of. They have never in their life said one good thing about President Trump. But when Obama went into office, how many people said, "Give him a chance, give him a chance"? He just, did, chance. just got in. They never gave President Trump any kind of a benefit of the doubt. And where oh. the John McCain's and the Mitt Romney's that backed uh, uh, President Obama, like uh, for uh, it, it, to stand up and say something good about President Trump? It is just incredible what how abrasive and, and, and nasty the Democrat Party is. Well, Thanks a lot, right, Colin. Thanks everybody I, uh, Gary, I didn't mean to step on you, but I am. I've had it with these Democrats, and I'm calling. I'm calling people to arms. I'm ready to go to war because we are in a civil war right now. We are in a cold civil war. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to go. We will see you next week. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.